Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, welcome back to Believe in FSU Football. This is your host, Robbie Vagnardi. For this episode, we've got a preview of the upcoming FSU versus Jacksonville State game. It's going to be televised at 8 p.m. late start time on the ACC network. Um, Before we get into FSU and their storylines and keys of the game, we'll start with what Jacksonville State brings to the table. FSU's 2-1 all-time versus Jacksonville State with a series that dates all the way back to December 6, 1947. It was before the FCS and FBS split as FSU is 26-0 all-time versus FCS teams, including a win over Jacksonville State last year. Game was a 41-24 win for the Knolls. Started out a little rough. FSU was down 14-0 in the first quarter before Jordan Travis came in. Kind of had a breakout game for him against Jacksonville State last year and really turned it around. Um, against Jacksonville State last year, he went 12 for 17 with 210 yards and a touchdown through the air. Lawrence Toafili also had a breakout game against Jacksonville State last year with 12 carries for 99 yards and a touchdown. In addition to that, Jacksonville State also 0-1 on the year, akin to FSU, but definitely uh, two different tales. FSU obviously with a heartbreaking loss against a top 10 team in Notre Dame. Whereas Jacksonville State lost 31 to nothing to the University of Alabama at Birmingham. So not a great start for the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. They do return their starting quarterback and former Clemson transfer Zarek Cooper from last year. Played well against the Knowles. Really put pressure on our passing defense last year. It's definitely going to be a guy to watch out for. He did struggle against UAB um against Jacksonville State last week UAB threw for 370 yards and ran for 147 so those both bode well for FSU um obviously we're gonna stick with that run game we saw it really rear its head later in the game with Notre Dame we wore them down and continued to run the ball hard continued to be physical uh Ja'Shawn Corbin's long run obviously helped and Look for more big plays against an FCS team. Don't sleep on Jacksonville State, though, even though they got it handed to them last week by UAB, who is nowhere near the team FSU is. They're still a solid program, and they gave us issues last year. Obviously, this FSU team is not last year's team, or a lot better, a lot more talented, a lot more cohesive. Um, I think the energy and the buy-in and just the willingness to work and and play together is definitely a lot better from this year's team. Um, In addition to that, FSU just got to, you know, continue that momentum, continue to play hard, stick with a run game, feed Corbin or Tofili, who obviously had a big game against Jacksonville State last year. Um, It'll be interesting. You saw UAB threw for 370 yards against Jacksonville State last year, last week, sorry. And it'll be interesting to see if Milton does start and opens up that passing game a little bit. Uh, Milton and Travis were listed as co-starters on the depth chart for this week's Jacksonville State game. So that's you know still a developing storyline. The 
fan wisdom says go with Milton. You know, everybody's, oh, if we played Milton, we would have beat Notre Dame. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. It'll be interesting to see uh, how we go with that. Obviously, Jordan Travis struggled 9 for 19, 130 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions against Notre Dame. And then McKenzie came in, goes 5 for 7 for 48 in crunch time. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how we continue to use and deploy our quarterback room. Um, As far as keys to the game for FSU, you know, get ahead, stay ahead. We've got good momentum, even though we're coming off a loss, just because of how we lost and and the 180 that this team and this program has done from the last couple of years. Continue that momentum, continue to play hard, continue to play with, with energy and speed. I think those are two things that Mike Norvell mentioned that he really liked in his uh, interviews this week after practice. He mentioned team speed and energy. You know, guys, and I mentioned that on the last podcast as well in the Notre Dame recap, guys flying to the football to make stops. That's why we held Notre Dame to 65-yard rushing. Continuing to do that, especially against a lesser opponent, you know, those things really build the confidence and, and cohesion in your defensive unit to to carry that forward and have a good run defense all year long as opposed to just one good game. Um, like I said, Coach Norvell said in practice, energy is still up. Uh, they're working on third downs. Norvell said he has confidence in kicker Ryan Fitzgerald. Obviously, that was a, a tough kick to miss in the first uh, OT there, but Fitzgerald had a big kick just to put us into OT and then to continue that game to begin with. Um, in addition to that, effort, team speed, and intensity were the three things that I took from Coach Norvell's interviews this week about you know how he wants this team to come out and play. And we saw that against Notre Dame, and I expect us to see that for the rest of the year and from here on out from Mike Norvell teams. Uh, student section also sold out again this week, so that'll be great. You know, having a nice loud crowd again at Doak. See how much it fills up. Obviously, it's it's not going to be what it was for Notre Dame. That was a absolutely insane, raucous environment, and just awesome to see Doak Campbell again that way. But I'm sure we'll have a, a decent crowd that, on hand to see FSU get their first one of the year in prime time. Um. As I already alluded to, quarterback battle with Milton and Travis, that's going to be an ongoing thing. Don't have a declared starter. Just going to have to see how that plays out. Um, I think I'd like to see Milton start after the way he played late in the game after coming in. Um, the storyline, obviously, him coming back from that uh, gruesome knee injury and and being told that he was never going to play football again, and, and here he is on bigger stage you know arguably than he's ever been in last week and continuing to lead this FSU team regardless of whether he plays or not um Travis struggled some in the past game last week he did look very elusive he did a great job moving around in the pocket avoiding pass rushers and extending plays but Milton also showed his fair share of that as well you know he, he did have a couple scrambles um he did move in the pocket and, and create a little bit. So I don't think you're completely losing that aspect, but Mackenzie Milton is not the athlete that Jordan Travis does. Jordan Travis has great change of direction, acceleration, and vision as a ball carrier from the quarterback position. Um, the O-line, I think, is the other big story on offense. 
struggled in the first half against Notre Dame, and I'm I'm curious to see how we play this week. It looked like we made some adjustments in the second half against them, so hopefully that offensive line play can can carry over to Jacksonville State, and we can really, you know, start to build cohesion in that unit and continue to to get better and improve our offensive line. In addition to that, I think the receivers. Hopefully the pass game opens up this week a little more. Um, Keyshawn Helton made a couple big plays. Andrew Parchin had the big touchdown catch. Malik McLean looks like he's going to be a stud. It's a guy that I had mentioned prior to the year starting as somebody that I really liked. Um, Mike Norvell, when asked about him in practice, said he's, you know, we got the right guy and, and he wants to be great and he's willing to put in the work to get there. So I think having those types of players on your team, that's going to pay dividends and, you know, having that type of mentality when you look the part and are the athlete, that's a division one wide receiver. You know, that's, that's a great culmination of things. The running back room was really, really impressive. Didn't even see DJ Williams last week, transfer from Auburn to Corbin, obviously with over a hundred yards at 140-plus, the 89-yard touchdown run really showed off his top speed on that. You know, great long speed from him. Um, Treshawn Ward, vision, change of direction. You know, those those really impressed me, just a tough physical runner. Like I said, Devonta Freeman, shades of Devonta Freeman, wearing that eight and, and just running in a similar style, similar frame. Um, Lawrence Toafili, who I didn't get to see quite as much as I would like to last week, but I think because Corbin and, and Ward played so well, um, I think you'll see the ball get into Lawrence Tofili's hands. I think you're going to see nine be a difference maker this week. He did it last year against Jacksonville State, and I think he does it again. You know, really having a three-headed monster at that, at that running back spot and guys that all do different things is going to be beneficial going forward, really is going to allow us to mix our personnel looks and the things that we present to the defense, you know, the more the more athletes that you have to account for at that spot is only going to make it tougher for the defense. You'll probably see, you know, uh, backfield looks with a couple of running backs at a time. Um, in addition to the receivers, kind of I'm expecting them to take a step up as the passing game opens up a little bit more. The tight ends as well, uh, Jordan Wilson, Cam McDonald, Interested to see how they use Preston Daniel. He kind of appeared in like a fullback, H-back type of spot against Notre Dame, which I think is probably a more natural position for him than a true inline tight end. Um, maybe see some Jackson West as well. I, I'm It's a guy I'm really curious to see on the field. Um, moving on to the defense, run defense, I think is, is the big one. And then pass rush as well. We saw a lot of Jermaine Johnson, you know, he got active and then he got after the quarterback and I expect to see more of that. Uh, Jacksonville state's going to drop back and throw the ball. You know, their best player is, is their quarterback, Zarek Cooper. And, and he can throw the ball, you know, you don't end up at Clemson for no reason. Even if he did have to transfer to Jacksonville state, the guy's talented. He can throw the football. He can make things happen. We saw it last year. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it some again. The defensive backs and the pass defense is something that I'm interested to see come forward. Like I said, Jacksonville State's going to throw the ball. Um, Coach Norvell said that he felt like we had good positioning. It's just a matter of you know making plays and fighting through that hand contact and, and breaking up those passes as opposed to allowing them to be completed. 
Um, the linebackers I thought played well, especially Amari Gaynor and Jaleel McCray. We will see more of Lundy and Dix, I think. Those are two guys that I really like, physical presence, presences in the middle of the defense. Uh, Cortez Andrews, who is a walk-on transfer from Maryland and a local kid from Godby, had a tackle last week against Notre Dame. Uh, Jaleel McCray had set his career high with eight. I, I expect us to see more man coverage looks from our DBs this year. Like you're gonna see Jerrion Jones, Travis J, Miko Dotson, uh, Jarvis Brownlee. You're gonna see all those guys impressed. Um, I was really impressed with Jarvis Brownlee. Just an all around player, very physical, dog mentality, not afraid to line up against the best receiver on the other team, not afraid to come up and put a hat on a hat and make a tackle. Those are things that I really like to see from a defensive back room. And I think that you're going to see, you know, as these guys get more comfortable and get more reps in live playing time under their belt, they're only going to get better. So I think this is a big game, especially from a defensive standpoint against a team who got shut out against a group of five team last week to really dig in and, and just solidify what we have on defense, playing fast, playing physical, playing aggressive, playing with good energy. You know, Coach Norvell talked about the team speed and, and the athleticism that we showed off against Notre Dame, and I expect to see that again as a recurring theme. You know, and that's how we stop the run. We're physical and we're fast, and we get a lot of guys of the football. We saw, you know, Notre Dame's running back, Kyron Williams, make people miss and, and really avoid that first tackler. But getting multiple guys to the football is how you stop the run, and I expect us to continue to do that. And building off of that, I expect us to dominate this week, to be honest. Like, my final score prediction is 56-7. to seven. I think we put up a lot of points. I think we're going to show off an improved offense this year. I think we're going to make some big plays. I think you're going to see big plays in the passing game. I think you're going to see big plays in the running game. Really just go out and dominate the way we're supposed to. I think Jacksonville breaks through and scores. It's it's hard as a team to be shut out for two straight weeks, and it's not easy to shut a team out. Um, I think you'll see playing time for lots of guys, young especially, and, and some more transfers trying to integrate guys in. Um, didn't see as much of Jamie Robinson as I thought I would. Didn't see as much of Marcus Cushney as I thought I would. So I think definitely probably see more reps from those guys. Um you're going to see all the running backs get touches, I think. I think you'll see both Travis and Milton in the game at some point or another. You'll probably see you know, one of the backups if the game goes relatively close to how I think it will go. But just getting back on track and, and playing the way that we're supposed to against FCS teams, you know, we should they have talent. You know, they're still Division One football programs. But we're Florida State, and we looked like Florida State football again last week, so I expect that to carry over. I expect to get the work for first win of the season in a convincing fashion and to take that to Winston-Salem, North Carolina, in week three and go play Wake Forest. And like I said, just continue to build momentum because that's something that we've lacked, you know. Build momentum and win football games. That's where this program makes the turnaround. Like, yeah, it was great to see the the fight and the competitiveness against a good team and a loss, but we need to win football games. If you don't put the W in that, you know, win-loss column, then 
how much does it really matter? So I think we win this week in a very convincing fashion. And after the game Saturday, I have a recap of the Jacksonville State game and what we can look forward to against Wake Forest. Looking forward to being at Doak on Saturday. Show up, be loud, making Doak Campbell a tough place to play throughout the remainder of the year. I think will be definitely beneficial to the team's success. Having a loud, you know, impactful crowd definitely doesn't hurt. And we could see the it definitely made some sort of impact against Notre Dame. So just continue to do those things, you know, support your football program. If, if they're going to win games and play well, then we as fans, you know, they deserve our support. Thank you for listening to the Jacksonville State preview episode of Believe in FSU Football. This is your host, Robbie Bagnardi. Come back next week for a Jacksonville State recap and a Wake Forest preview before the Knolls take on the Demon Deacons and open up conference play. Be sure to follow and like Believe in FSU Football from wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.